men who care way more than they should. Glenn Clark. Glenn, no way. I'm sorry, Aaron. Did Alicia Fox call you the man beast? AJ Francis. And of course, everyone boos Roman Reigns, even though he puts on the best match of the night. Aaron Oster. Guys, look, there was that one time. You know, <laughs> oh, geez, Aaron. You're the worst. You are the worst. This is jobbing out. What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? Oh, man. Welcome into episode number four of Jobbing Out. Now, why would it be episode number four, Aaron Oster of the Baltimore Sun and Rolling Stone? Can you think of any reason why I might go with episode number four? Uh, does it have something to do with Dylan Bundy? No. No, it has nothing to do with that. Oh. Episode number four because, as it turns out, it ain't just the main event who gets great seats. <laughs> there we, we go. We were in the fourth row for SmackDown on Tuesday night, so Back. eat it. He is, I'm Glenn Clark, he's Aaron Oster from the Baltimore Sun and Rolling Stone, and as it turns out, he is... The main event. Vent. 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 Yeah, that's cool, though. I mean, you guys got, <laughs> you guys got fourth row at SmackDown. You know, I, I've been fourth row at Mania. All right, settle down over there. <laughs> settle down. He is AJ Francis of the New York Giants. And he joins us uh, uh, for at least a couple of segments this week before he's got to uh, uh, get on a plane. Um, so much to talk about this week. Uh, we'll find out if we end up having a guest on this week's show. But we have a lot to talk about coming out of uh, Payback Lash on Sunday night. And as I mentioned, Aaron and I were there for uh, SmackDown on Tuesday night. Before we get into back, I just want to tell these stories because... Oh, yeah, some good stories. A- AJ, you're not going to believe how this night played out for us on Tuesday night. Um, we are... We're leaving Frank. We always go to Frank and Nick's before the shows. It's just our spot. By the way, if you ever want to hang out with us before a, a wrestling show in Baltimore, it's probably where we're going to be. Almost certainly, we're going to be at Frank's and Nick's. No one wants to hang out with you guys if I'm not there. Let's be honest. Okay, no one ever wants to hang out with us when you're there. <laughs> <laughs> That's no. not true. Anyway, we were uh, we were at Frank's and Nick's, and as we're getting ready to leave to walk over to the arena, I grow to my pocket to get out everybody's tickets, and I say, "Holy shit! There's a ticket missing." Like, I only have three, and it was Aaron and I, our buddy Ben Nash, and um, Brandon from Ramshead were the four of us. All of that them was, have been on yeah, the show. All, all people that you've heard on this show. That was our crew on Tuesday night. And I said, holy shit, there's a ticket missing. Where the F is this ticket? So I'm doing the bit where I'm, like, getting down on the floor, and I'm searching, like, the disgusting floor of this bar, trying to see if, like, I dropped the ticket somehow. What the hell might have happened? I'm like, well, I guess I must have left it in the car. Let's just walk past the car on the way to the arena. It's at the hotel. I'll find it in the car. And and I want to be clear. We were at the bar for an hour and a half, two hours. Yeah, we were there for a while. Yeah. Correct. Oh, that is important in yes, this story. Yes, this is an important part We've of the story. We've been sitting at the bar for about, yeah, really about an hour and a half, two hours. So, as we're walking to the arena, I'm starting to panic a little bit. I'm starting to do the thing where I'm like, well, what if I don't find it? What if I left it at the office somehow? Like, what if I, what if I never had four tickets? What if I only ever had three and just assumed I had four, right? Like... What am I going to do? Am I just going to bail, give everybody else the tickets, and I'll just go home? Like, I'll just skip SmackDown tonight? Like, that's a bummer because we're in the fourth row. But, like, I guess I would do that. Like, that's just the way that this thing would play out. I'm going to plan all these things through my head. And as I'm walking along the street, I shit you not, I look down and I see there's a Ticketmaster ticket sitting on the street. 
on and a I, corner, just sitting just on the on sidewalk. The, on, the, on the corner of like Pratt Street and fucking, I don't even remember what the, the corner of the other street was. And I say, no, there's no chance I dropped this ticket two hours ago and it's just still sitting here. There's no way that's the case. And sure as shit, I pick up the ticket and there it is two hours later. It's the fourth ticket that we're missing. Now, that story alone, crazy. Crazy, right? Crazy. Before you get to the next part, yes. can I share a, a very quick similar story? Yes, by all means, please. It's it's not really – I wasn't at the bar for two hours, but um, it was game uh, four of the uh, NBA finals in 2014. It was the Heat versus the uh, Spurs, and okay. I was on the Dolphins. And um, me and my buddy Jordan Kovacs, who played with me in the Dolphins – See, this wouldn't um, be funny if I said who, because I would actually mean it this time. I wouldn't know who that was. Um, so. uh, of course not, because he was a white safety. Anyway. it's <laughs> um, a good reason. Uh, <laughs> we're going to the game. We get, uh, we walk, we park our car. Anybody who's ever been to American Airlines knows you park about two blocks away from the stadium. Block, park the car, walk all the way up to the gate and realize we only have one ticket. And I'm like, where the hell's the other ticket? We walk back to the car and a ticket to game four, which ended up being LeBron's last game ever with the Miami Heat of the NBA Finals, was just sitting on the street randomly in Miami. Shut and up. nobody picked it up. <laughs> Shut up. I don't know how this is like, like – now, we, our theory with the, the, the SmackDown ticket is that everybody assumed it was an Orioles ticket. And nobody wanted it because nobody wants to go see the Orioles exactly. right now. That yeah. was, that was I mean, our theory. 27 is not great. Yeah, not great. So that was our theory. It sat on the street corner for two hours, and it just so happened to be that I walked past it on our way back if to... If we had gone a slightly different route, correct, we would have never found the ticket and would have been an unmitigated disaster. So we're all in a little bit of shock. Like, we genuinely... We're, we're dazed. We're like, holy shit, I can't believe this happened, right? Like, we're experiencing this, like, is this for real type of moment? Like, we're all kind of not with it because we just can't believe that this occurred. <laughs> and our buddy Ben was wearing a T-shirt. And he, all we hear is, like, literally, in 30 seconds after this whole thing occurs, we hear a man shout out, hey, nice shirt. Now, I'm assuming he's not referring to the Loyola Greyhounds polo shirt that I'm wearing. I don't even remember what T-shirt you I were wearing. I had an El Generico shirt. You had an El Generico. So it could have been yours. Yes. Um, but we turn around, and the reason why they had shouted out nice shirt was because our buddy Ben was wearing an Edge and Christian T-shirt. It was an Edge and Christian Charlie's Angels T-shirt. Yes. The man who shouted out, hey, nice shirt, just so happened to be Edge. What? <laughs> <laughs> and, and by the way, at least me, I have to do a triple take because it's like, well, nice, is... nice shirt. I'm like, okay, yeah, it, right, it's, thanks, it's a wrestling thanks, fan. Yeah, right? Wait, he's big. Double take. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, that's Edge. Triple yeah, take. Yeah, Wait a second. Yeah. Edge. 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 Yells you didn't out. tell him that you've never seen a single episode of the Edge and Christian no, show? Course, well, no, that's not true because I watched them when you forced it. me to. Uh, <laughs> but we were in such shock. Like, we were still just like, like in, in such like a, st- a daze that our reaction was something like all oh, right thanks man and then we turn around and see what it is and we're like oh ah, ha, ha, ha. and then we just keep walking <laughs> like we just keep walking because we don't know what to do because we're still so tranced by this moment but this legitimately happened edge yells out nice shirt when we were like what why is edge here like what is edge doing here he wasn't at smackdown on tuesday night 
but that was uh, that was a night we had. And then yes, we sat in the fourth row, close enough that we could have been able to catch pancakes from the new day on uh, on Tuesday night. We had a great time, but we got a lot to talk about uh, before we get to Tuesday night. As um, a lot a lot of brushback from uh, Sunday night and uh, payback lash. I guess let's start by finding out who it is that has to uh, dress up and has to cosplay in uh, Times Square this summer. Who's going to have to dress up as their favorite uh, Avengers character? All right. Well, uh, all of us actually did pretty well. It's been a nice turn because we had been doing really badly yeah. at uh, previous ones. So all of us did very well. I, I actually did the best. I got seven out of the eight correct. Oh, wow, very nice. Glenn, you did very well as well. You got six out of the eight oh, correct. thank God. Thank God. AJ, you got six out of eight oh, correct. Son of a bitch. Oh, son Blue of a balls. bitch. What a dick to set it up that way you are. <laughs> God damn it. All right, so AJ and I both lost. So what, means- was, so what was the one that we lost? Uh, yeah. So, AJ, you had picked Big Cass over Daniel Bryan. Glenn, Ooh. you had picked Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn over yeah, Bobby Lashley. Yeah, I knew it. I knew picking with my heart instead of my head was going to. God damn it. God, all right, there you, you go. Just met, you just and what was the other one? Uh, we, I mean, we all got the, um, we all picked Shinsuke, and it was the no contest. So. Right. Oh yeah, motherfucking <sighs> no contest. All right, well, so uh, AJ and I both have to uh, do some cosplaying this summer at some point in New York. Uh, a lot of negativity on the interwebs about payback lash. I am sure that uh, AJ. Why? I knew that was going to happen. There's nothing that's ever surprised me less than when I set that up, you would be the one to respond that way. Do you really not know why it is that the internet is angry about Backlash? I really could not begin to know. Okay, I'll, I'll play the role of the internet. The reason why the internet is angry about Backlash is because our first co-branded pay-per-view. Remember, they're putting all the stars together. Now these pay-per-views matter more. We're losing four per year, in fact, in order to get these co-branded pay-per-views. Our first co-branded paper of the year featured the final hour of no consequence, no significance, nothing remotely interesting happening whatsoever. That's the reason why the internet is mad. The internet is mad in part because what? yes, was mad. the Shinsuke match not in? Well, the it last ended hour? up it ended up in a no contest. I mean, like that. That's oh, but that doesn't okay. But that doesn't mean that that just extended the feud. That doesn't mean that. I hate you guys so fucking well, they, much. Okay, they just did. They just did the same thing two weeks ago. Like, no, they, they didn't actually. They did a different type of the same thing. Exactly right. Ex- different type of exactly the same thing. Th- this but, this is what they've done because oh yeah oh yeah because it's never happened on the indies back to back. No fucking cards. You think did, you, did I say it's never happened on the indies? Did I ever say that? No. I'm it's saying the that you. Thing ever. It's like, it's, uh, I disagree with that. I completely disagree because it's exactly you. You did this. You canceled four pay per views a year, and talked about how important, how big. You did a stupid song and a music video about how all of this was going to be so much more important moving forward, and you didn't do anything in the final hour of the show that was actually important. The final hour of your first pay per view had no importance at all. It was raw. It was good. The matches were good. No one's debating that. The matches were good. what's the problem? Uh, can we move on? No, because this is what people are talking about. This is... The people are stupid. <laughs> okay, so you think it's okay that it didn't matter? Bro, was it a good show? It was a fine show. Then they... what's the problem? The, the, the pay-per-views are supposed to matter. They're supposed oh to be more God. than raw. Just like WrestleMania didn't matter, right? Because great, because greatest Royal Rumble was two weeks later or whatever. Well, I never that? said the that whole... at all. I don't know where that's coming from. 
What do you mean? That was literally all the internet. WrestleMania doesn't matter because I wish I I wish I would have knew that they were doing this. Yeah, but I, 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 I wouldn't have went. No, to I agreed with you. That was That's stupid. That's what all the fucking yeah. nerds say. I agreed with you. That was stupid. Yeah, this one I'm going to disagree with. I think that it's dumb. Look, I, I I understand once you decided you were doing a no contest that you didn't want to have the championship match as your main event. But that's also part of the reason. You have one championship match. You have a co-branded pay-per-view with one championship match. It makes it a little bit tricky to have another no contest in that championship match. Like, that's a little bit tricky to begin with. Second of all, it's really tricky to put a match with no consequences at all on in your main event. Like, that, there's no consequence whatsoever to Roman Reigns, Samoa Joe. Nothing. Nothing at all. That's a really tricky match to put in the main event of a pay-per-view. I get that Roman Reigns is your star, and I understand that you're going to do the bit where this is all about the fact that people hate Roman Reigns. And yes, part of it is. Part of it is that there are people that just hate Roman Reigns, and so they're mad that he's in the main event, and he would have been mad if Roman Reigns Samoa Joe had been for the title that he was in the main event. I'm ignoring them. Those people are idiots. Dismiss that. But putting a match with no consequence. I have no problem with Roman Reigns, Samoa Joe, being the main event of your pay-per-view. And if you had done what we all thought you were going to do and had the universal title switch hands a couple weeks ago and Roman Reigns had been universal champion fighting Samoa Joe for the universal championship, that would have been a wonderful main event to a pay-per-view. It would have been a perfect main event to a pay-per-view. But a match with no consequence at all. Nothing. Meaningless match. In the main event of your first co-branded pay-per-view... I understand why people don't like that. That's not the best way to go about booking the main event after you've canceled four other pay-per-views for the year. So what would you have rather had the main event be? Well, I would have rather there not be in a no contest in Shinsuke Nakamura, oh, AJ Styles. Okay. So now that they've already decided to go no contest because they want to do another match to build Shinsuke up even more before he wins the title. Do, do you really think that Shinsuke needed it? Do you think that he was built up by another match where he did the same thing? I was gonna say. I, I think Do you people, think that built him up? Uh, I, I, think, I think people I think, are least think, less likely to yeah. want the match now. I think that was the best match that they've done. That's true. That's one hundred percent true. But so then, uh, what's okay? I'm over this conversation. No, hold yeah. on, hold on. The best, but their first two, their first match was not very good. Their second match was better. This match was better with the worst finish of all of them. Why is the Why is the finish? Why does the finish the worst? It's literally just extending the feud. This is exactly how almost every title match was booked in the early in the late eighties and early nineties. Yes, when there wasn't TV every week, when we weren't seeing them every week, when we weren't getting pay per views every week. You're right. If this was the we're not getting pay per views every week. Well, pay per views every month. The last whatever. Minutes talking well, they about did nothing. cancel. They did cancel four. I'm not yes. talking about. They're talking about literally My, every wrestling fan. You're, is you're talking, talking about, about the eighties where there were four pay per views. Nineties where there were four pay per views. You can build it differently in the nineties than you can now. So you're really just. So I'm saying that was a bad finish. I'm saying that was a very bad finish to an otherwise good match on a night where there were only, you know, if you count AJ Shinsuke as a good match, which it was before the finish, there were two good matches on the entire night. I disagree with that. I'll disagree that with that. The yeah, I disagree with that. I think there were good matches. What, what, I think, what, what was the other good match? I think Roman Samoa Joe was a good uh, match. I, I, I thought that, you know, the half rest holds, I understand. Oh, they're, 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 yes, they're, I, I think the half the match being rest holds was a bad decision. I think that's part of the storytelling when you have two hosses working in one well, match. Or you could do it, go with the brawl, which I think is the better way to do it. I mean, I, I, I understand okay, why you, they do it, but that was, that's the Cena match. would have been better doesn't mean because, this yeah, is bad. Yes, it does. In this case, no, it was it bad. I don't think it was a good match. I don't like that. Oh, okay. I don't oh, like that. Okay. I'm siding okay. with AJ. I know. I don't think now. this was a good match Tom in this Brady case. Is better? 
No, this was bad because it wasn't good. It wasn't entertaining. Yeah, I disagree. I was fine with the match. This was the Cena match. This was the Super Cena match where he gets grinded down and then he wins at the end. Yeah, it that's, was the ex- that's Roman Reigns. I, I don't know well, why that's surprising. Well, because it, it hasn't been Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns has not had this exact okay, match It's fine. Lately. In the last couple of weeks, he's lost a lot. Oh, yeah. You're right about no, that. No, no, I mean, I'm just talking about in general. Like, even when he was winning, even when he was doing that, I mean, it I, wasn't the grind I'm, down, I'm going to come back match. It was the, I'm going to have a brawl. Yeah, the other guy's going to get advantage at times, but it wasn't going to be, I'm going to slowly grind him down, yeah, slowly I, do that. I, I didn't enjoy the match. I did not enjoy okay, it. Okay, I disagree. I actually thought it was fine, and I thought that for a Roman Reigns-Samoa Joe match, it was actually kind of the right story to tell. I actually, that one, of all the things, that actually worked for me. Um, not to the, mention the Intercontinental title match. Well, right. Well, was, you were, was that's wonderful. why I said right, one correct, and a half. No one's going yes. to argue with that. Yes, that was wonderful. <laughs> Nobody's going to debate that whatsoever. And again, I didn't think any of the other matches were particularly, like, I thought the matches were fine. Again, my my only issue is this is your first co-branded pay-per-view. You didn't like Carmella and Charlotte. No. Yeah, I had no problem. In fact, I thought it was amazing. I thought it gave you yeah, a true you're, holy you're shit match. Right now, so I'm, like, I'm not forgetting. I don't. I, I didn't enjoy the match. And actually, I'm. I'm clearly not alone here. I'm very. I mean, not that again. Oh, not oh, that. Mel- not that. The other idiots on the internet. Yes, I'm, I'm quoting everybody else. And and again, Meltzer's not the end all be all. He had Carmella Charlotte as the worst match of the night. Oh, okay. Hey, did Meltzer give that perfect match that opened the show five stars? No, he didn't. Oh, okay. Then he can shut the fuck up. See, what did you think that match was as good as? I'm just curious here. Just I, I didn't want to go down this route exactly, but did did you think that match was as good as Gargano Champa or Gargano Almas? That match was one of the best matches on any wrestling. Okay. So, so you, show you, so yes, you, so yes, you think it was as good as Gargano Champa? Yeah, is that not what I just said? Yes, okay, that's what I'm checking. And personally, I, which is why I wouldn't say it's necessarily five stars because I don't think it was quite as good as Gargano Champa. And to me, five stars has to be that level. But yeah, I mean, I I think we're splitting hairs. Yeah, so I mean, I'm not splitting gonna, hairs I'm doesn't not, really not, matter. No, I think, but yeah, I yeah. think we're splitting an asshole. No, well, whatever. We we can go down it's, this route on five stars or not. I, I think five stars has to be something truly, truly special. As in that a five level star of star match. A five star match is a match in which there are no flaws and you are thoroughly entertained the entire so, time. So wait, hold on. I don't. Your favorite match. One of your understand. favorite matches ever was Owen Zane, and that had one of the biggest botches I've ever seen live in it. Okay. So so, how is that five stars? You you always said that's one of the, that's holding it up. To me, it's not necessarily about just having a perfect match. It's about having everything together into a as you say oh, a near perfect match. Oh, yes, okay. yes, oh, and okay. and it, it takes a certain level to so be a true just five star. Choose your criteria, got it. No, I don't pick and choose my whatever. I, I, look, I mean, yeah, Gargano Chapa was an amazing match, but, I, but somehow I would put beyond five stars. It, it right. was delight. I don't know what I would say, so I, I'm not going to get in the middle of this. I, I again, I think that the conversation. And this, it's going to read, I'm going to read this into a report that we heard this week. There's a report that we heard this week that says the WWE noticed people walking out of the arena on Sunday night. That they noticed people walking out, going into the main event, during the main event, and they were concerned by the picture of people walking out of the arena. Now, let me respond to that. I'll play the role of AJ for a second. Plenty of people have walked out at plenty of times over plenty of reasons for plenty of things. And, and sometimes, by the way, people just have to walk out because it's late. Right. You know what I mean? Like, how many people walk out every Tuesday night during 205 Live, you're, you're, my, myself included? Amazingly, I was shocked at how many people stayed. Granted, right. They didn't care about the matches at all. They were staying right. for AJ Shinsuke if, at the end. If the, the end, WWE overreacted to every time someone has ever walked out at any point in the I, history I of the company, they'd never be able to do anything ever again. Yeah, I, I don't buy so it. So that, that report, and this is a, um, a Wrestling Observer report. Yeah, these, I, that a specific report, I don't believe. Yeah, I, I don't make too much of, and I don't. It's not that I don't believe it. I don't. I, I don't. I don't think that that I, I, was I think made the, up. The entire thing around, you know, with the 
you know, crowd just, you know, for the third straight or second straight right. pay-per-view, yeah. just chanting throughout it, not really right. caring about the match. I do think that they do care about the whole picture, but I, not necessarily about the my people walking point, out. My point isn't, you can't fix that. You can't, it's, this is where AJ's right. People are just assholes and they're just assholes, right? Like, that's just the way that it goes. You can't fix that. My point is merely about, as a company, is it a good idea to present something of non-consequence in the main event of a pay-per-view when you're trying to make a big deal about co-branding? That's my question. Is that a good route for you to go? Is it that they changed the plan? Was there originally a plan that it was going to be Roman Reigns and Samoa Joe for the title, and when they... They just decided at the last second to not give Roman Reigns the title. They just said, well, we don't want to change the main event. We've already made the plan. That's what it's going to be. Deal with it. Was that good decision-making? Is it a good idea for the company to do main events of non-consequence? Should they have maybe done something simple to try to give there more consequence? Perhaps this match could have been for a future number one contendership spot. Could they have said, hey, one of you is going to get a next, next crack at Brock. Would that have been an easy thing to do? When we all know Roman Reigns is going to get another crack at Brock. If he was going to win the match the entire time to say, hey, we're going to put something of significance at stake in this so match. What do you, so what do, you, what do you consider of consequence? Anything. anything other, this was just nothing other than a singles match. A this singles was, match with a feud built up to it, right? With somewhat of a feud, yes. It's awkward because it wasn't happening on the same show. It was not a great feud build, and because there was another pay-per-view before that. But there was somewhat of a feud built up to it. But it was a singles match at the end. So then, by that definition, what was the consequence of Jar- uh, Gargano? Dude. That was a year-long blood Dude, no, 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 no. Hang on. There was a major consequence. He had, and, his and job was at stake. Yeah. You're nuts. Plus, it was the it was the year long blood. Well, feud. yes, that's also true, but it, it doesn't. They still gave I, it I'm, actual but, consequence. But you know what? If, if they hadn't, I would have still been. Okay I don't know, with but it they actually gave it consequence, which is important. The con- the main event of a, a particular pay per view should have consequence, and that night it had huge consequence. It couldn't have had more significant consequence. A guy's no, career was at, if he, a guy's career was at stake. Let me finish. Because if he would have lost, he would have just came up to Raw or SmackDown. And that's fine, but they still gave it the consequence of that. They still gave it the consequence. And by the way, as it turns out, that wasn't the plan. He went right back. They gave it the consequence of, this match means your career here. That's something. That's huge, significant consequence. That couldn't be more important. It meant, it meant your career in NXT, which is where you don't want to be. Well, it, Apparently he does. You're wrong about that. He apparently mean, no, cares about it a whole boatload. He does not. They do. What well, his, his character, character does. Johnny Gargano. Yes. His character okay. does. And, I mean, honestly, and you know what? Uh, like I said, I think that if you want to say a singles match that's a culmination of a huge feud at the end, I'm okay with it. Maybe. I still think there would be some amount of – it would have to depend on the feud, right? Like, if it's – again, if it's Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, the blow-off to – we're doing this for the last time, for the last time. I, you know, I don't know. You know what I mean? Something like that. I don't know. But I don't think in general you can find great examples of times where a match with no consequence was in the main event of a pay-per-view and you came away from it saying, that was genius, that was brilliant, how smart they were to put that match in the main event spot. I don't think that that happens. 
I'm not saying it's never happened. I'm not saying that there haven't been other if, examples of and, times and, they did it, particularly and, probably with John Cena. I was gonna say, and if you do do it, I think it's it's usually around because there's a big angle at the end. There's something happening at the end that makes it say, okay, here is why this was put in the main event. It's a weird spot, but here's our huge feud going forward. Here's this big spot. Here's someone, you know, dying, going through, you know, something. Right. Something really big, a reason that was like, okay, we can't follow this. This has to be at the end of the night. We didn't have that here. I, I mean, again, I'm, I'm not – I wish I had examples. I wish I had things I could point to. I just don't. Because typically you don't do this. I mean, typically the main event is going to be for a championship. That's just typically the way that these pay-per-views work. So – I know Brock Lesnar's been gone for a little while, and so he probably had more, you know, of, uh, events where there was something, and sometimes it was a, a tag match or something like that. I don't know. I don't. I don't have the answer off the top of my head for for exactly when it was that that this most recently happened. But I'm sure it's happened at some. I point. mean, if, if you want to say it, it's it's Undertaker versus Roman Reigns was a non-title. There you no, go. No there consequence. Is, there, there is that. There you go. That's true. Yeah. There you go. There's one. Goldberg versus Brock Lesnar. Um, it, it technically had no consequence. Oh, if you go back to Survivor Series, the oh, first the first match, one, yes. Yeah. But again, that was, was Goldberg's, Goldberg's first, first match back. back. Right. Yes. Correct. As as far as regular, I, I'm I, I'm pulling up the list right here. Um, and no, you're not finding a lot of them. It's just not something that they do very often. You know, Brock, Brock versus Undertaker. It involves either one of the legends, or it involves you know. A a- AJ, is your yeah. argument that you think it's fine just because it's Roman Reigns, and so if Roman Reigns is in the main event of a match, then or of a of a pay per view, it doesn't matter what he's doing. No, my argument is that the match was good, and I'm an adult, so I don't have to sit here and go find things to complain about. Yeah, I'm, again, I mean, like we would have this would I, I I complain about everything, so I don't know why this is new to you. Um, uh, my, it's not new to me. It's just confusing to me how grown men can operate in such a realm. No, I do think it's about it, when you're a grown man, you have a certain amount of time, and there's a party that says, if this doesn't matter, why am I watching? Then don't watch. And by the way, that might be the answer, and that's, I think, the question that they have to address today. the thing. Guess what? That's not happening. And, and that's the big thing, well, is that these, right. these people who are coming and saying, I, I saw this, this idiotic, and, and when I'm calling something on the internet idiotic, you know it's really idiotic, this tweet that was going around about how People should buy tickets to the show so they could come and turn their back on Roman when Roman's in the ring. If you buy your tickets, I mean, you are tacitly endorsing and, and again, Roman Reigns. This is this is where the two things. Yes. This is where the two things don't conflate for me. Which is, if you just hate Roman Reigns, then you're just an asshole, and I can't have this conversation. I think a conversation can be had, and AJ just wants to do whatever he wants to do. But there is a conversation that can be had about what's best for the business. What's best for the company is it good for them to do this i think that's a conversation that can be had i'm not bitching about the fact that i spent my sunday night hanging out with a buddy of mine watching a pay-per-view that's me but is it good for the business do they think that this works that this was a they think that the reaction doesn't matter do they think do they care those are the conversations that i think they have to have and by the way i think they have to do that after everything yes after everything they do as a company they have to do some sort of litmus test is this working? Is this a good idea? Is this the best strategy for us? Is this the direction that we want to go? Is this someone we want to push? They have to do all of those things. And I think that conversation can be had. But for the people for whom it's only about Roman Reigns, it's just I hate that Roman Reigns was in the pay-per-view of a match or the main event of a pay-per-view, and so they can go fuck themselves. Well, you're just an asshole. Like, you're just – you're a child. That's all you are. I mean, like, I, I, can't, I can't help you with your problem. I get that you don't like Roman Reigns, but uh, – Again, and this time AJ's right. If you don't, you're just going to have to not watch because Roman Reigns isn't going anywhere. 
Like, he's going to be the star of stars for some time, you know, barring something completely unforeseen and terribly unfortunate. Um, that's the way it's going to be. You're going to have to, you know, get your head around that. And if that means you don't want to like wrestling, then don't like wrestling. I don't know how to help you. But the other topic is relevant. I would love for those people to all stop liking wrestling and stop watching. Well, they wouldn't stop watching wrestling. They'd stop watching WWE, which is an option. And these by the days. way, they, they won't either. They won't Let's either. make that yes, very they clear. Won't. They're not doing that But hypothetically, that either. you can like wrestling without liking WWE. That is an option. Um, correct. Correct. I, I'm, I'm with you. Now, as far as everything else that happened on um, Sunday night, uh, as, look, the reason why we got all our picks right is because none of it was particularly stunning that, that occurred on Sunday night. That doesn't mean that any of it was... Look, the only stunning thing to me was that they gave Carmella a clean win. win. Yeah. That was stunning. Now, I get they sold Charlotte's injury a little bit, and so, but it's It was still, as clean as you can that was possibly get against Charlotte. the cleanest win that you could have ever imagined for Carmella. I didn't expect... I, let's just say, I didn't expect Oscar to win that clean at WrestleMania. Right. <laughs> right. Like, Correct. If that's, uh, you know, a, a little bit of a bummy is all it takes, how didn't Oscar win? Right? You know what I mean? Like, I, I'm legitimately stunned. I don't know if that means they're giving Carmelo the big push. I, I have no idea what to make of the fact that. Now, is the other part that they're trying to do everything in their power to separate? Now we know officially all four of the horsewomen are under WWE's umbrella. Right. Are they officially trying to push towards what I had suggested as the potential main event for SummerSlam of the four horsewomen versus the four horsewomen? It's, it's a very clear path right now because you can easily get them out of the picture. You have Asuka versus Carmella on SmackDown. You have Nia versus Ember mm-hmm. on Raw. You can get everybody out. So if you want to do that, I think the, the only question is, would they be the other two horsewomen be ready for it by SummerSlam? I think that's the only question, but you can very easily do it. I, I mean, to me, it's the most logical thing to do. It keeps Ronda out of the title picture for a little bit longer, mm-hmm. right? So she doesn't screw up with anything, and then you still have a little bit of time there to push her for next WrestleMania season. You, you, you have it so she wins the title at Survivor Series, let's say. Then you have Charlotte. You know, you can also plant the seeds of the Charlotte-Ronda one-on-one match at SummerSlam. You, you have Ronda win the title at Survivor Series. You have Charlotte win the Rumble, and there's your match right there. There's your match of matches. I, I, to me, I, I think it's the most logical thing for them to do. I think it makes a lot of sense. Again, I did not expect it to involve Carmella getting a clean win over Charlotte at a pay-per-view. Like, that is crazy. I, I guess but what – and here's the other thing. It makes Carmella look good as shit, well, It makes right? Carmella look good as shit, and it makes – it allows Charlotte to – just section into Money in the Bank without needing that other rematch because she cheated to win. So you can just put her right into Money in the Bank. You can have either Carmella not in it, not in a match or a right. match against somebody else. You don't have to res- you don't have to resolve the issue of oh well Carmella cheated to win. So yeah, Charlotte probably deserves another match. By the way, match. also if Miz doesn't win Money in the Bank, we riot. I mean, I. I- I really, we do have to have a conversation about. I, I was going to say se- se- uh, segment two. I was going to say all about money in the bank, but yeah. Okay, all right, we can come back and, and do segment number two, all about money in the bank. Also, uh, I believe Kimberly is actually going to join us. Oh, on uh, on the show this week, so I'm looking forward to that. She's got an appearance coming up with uh, Defy out in uh, the Pacific Northwest. We love them, so I think we're going to chat with Kimberly at some point. Literally, I think she's just going to call the hotline in a second, so when, or whenever she's ready. So uh, we got that coming up. Uh, we'll do that. We will talk more about everything that unfolded this week as we start to paint the picture for Money in the Bank. I hear you on The Miz, but there's a bigger problem that we got to talk about that's in that match, which how does this particular person not win anything right now? We'll talk about that next. I'm Glenn. He's Aaron, and he's the main event.
A.J. Francis, this is jobbing out. May Madness is upon us, and the Johns Hopkins Blue Jays open the NCAA tournament Sunday, May 13th, when they face Georgetown at 5 p.m. at Homewood Field. The Big Ten champs are coming off a huge win over Maryland last week and are looking to start their run to the first NCAA championship the school has won since 2007. Johns Hopkins hosts Georgetown Sunday at 5. Get your tickets and find out more at hopkinsports.com. Are you looking for a great deal? Maybe you need that perfect affordable outfit or clothes for growing kids. Or maybe you're looking for that hard-to-find collectible. Visit Goodwill today. Shop with a mission and find everyday low prices on thousands of items, including brand-name clothing, stylish accessories, shoes, and furniture. Come to Goodwill and see what you can find. When you shop at Goodwill, when you donate to Goodwill, you will help someone find a job. To find a store near you, visit givetogoodwill.org. Back in here for segment number two of Jobbing Out. Glenn Clark, Aaron Oster from the Baltimore Sun and Rolling Stone. And, of course, the main event. A.J. Francis of the New York Giants. You know what, A.J., I want to, because I know, I don't know how long we're going to end up having you because A.J.'s got a flight he's got to get on. Um, we didn't talk in segment number one. There was a bit of fallout from uh, you, the show last week and uh, some of the comments that you made. Did you want to respond to anything? Uh, what was the fallout? Uh, people were unhappy. It doesn't matter what the fallout was. Well done, sir. Well done. Uh, no, I'm not no, even. No, but mad. really, actually, I don't know what the fallout was. What is? Uh, the 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 Washington Post wrote up some of the things that you had said on the show last week, and oh. and people. Well, fuck the Post. The Post. <laughs> uh, the Post uh, also tried to make me look like an asshole ten years ago when I said that um, going to the junior combine in high school and they wrote numbers on my legs that I felt like cattle. And then now everybody wants to talk about how they're making high school kids look like cattle when they go to these events. So they can kiss my ass. I don't give a shit about the post. I don't give a shit about nobody's opinion of me for real. I never have. And I never will. And that's why I'm successful. And whoever wrote that article probably isn't. There you go. That's, uh, that's, that's, that's what we did. Also, uh, you guys had a great event on Saturday. I know you were, uh, the word is that you were horrible, but I know you had a great event. You want to remind everybody what you guys did. Oh yeah. Um, so we were able to raise thousands of dollars. I think it's almost $4,000 for Sarah's house, which is an emergency homeless shelter in, um, Fort Meade, Maryland, for um, 60% of the people at this shelter are children. Um, and um, they don't, you know, they don't have the life that they should as kids. And thanks to the help of all my, you know, my buddies that came out, as well as um, sponsors like uh, Essential Water and Body Armor, Lito's Pizza, Jimmy's Famous Seafood, Jabra Headphones, um, Tunnel Vision for the jerseys, we were able to raise a lot of money for people that needed it. Um, and the Washington Post didn't write about that, so they can kiss my ass. <laughs> uh, who donated tickets to uh, the game? Oh, shout out Glenn, shout out Aaron. Yeah, look, yeah. At that. Brian, look at that. Shout out Brian Powell as well. Yeah, you always um, talk about what terrible people we are, but look at that. Like I said, bro, I don't really give a flying fuck about nothing. I, don't, I didn't even know that that was in the Washington Post until you just told me. Oh, I, I don't, don't read. I, I didn't read the post. I though. know that you were responding to a lot of people last week, and so I didn't know if you wanted to say anything. And by the way, I'm not. When I say, "Do you want to say anything?" I'm not suggesting that you need to like fucking apologize or something oh, like no. that. I'm just. I, I don't give a fuck. I'm just. I don't, I don't know if you Washington want to say post. something. The Washington Post don't care about me. I'm just a. Uh, if if they had to pay me to write that article, they wouldn't have did it. Fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The point was. <laughs> 
Aaron and I actually did the right thing. We actually did something. We were decent people last yes. week. Although, then I was a dick and completely forgot to show up to your birthday party. I didn't forget, I am, but the Nats I had am, a rain delay. I am and... not kidding. I am just an asshole. <laughs> like, I felt this awful feeling something. I'm sitting there watching the pay-per-view, and I'm on, like, my phone, and I see your dad, like, post a picture from the place that you guys are hanging out, and I'm like, oh, my God, I am a dick. I am a dick. I felt terrible, so I apologize for that. Uh, but I'm glad. I also, uh, do you want to make any excuses for your basketball performance? Oh, I was terrible, bro. <laughs> one of the one of the worst performances of my life on the basketball court for yeah, sure. That's what I heard. That's what I heard. All right. Um, so that's what's going on there. Let's get into what happened this past week. Aaron and I were there on Tuesday night. Obviously, we had some more matches on Monday night as we started to qualify for Money in the Bank. Here's the problem. I'm completely with you, AJ, that the Miz 1,000% should be Mr. Money in the Bank. The Miz should be elevated right now to a status and that... And he's in position. Yeah, here's one problem. How are you going to have Braun Strowman in that match and not have him win? It's a ladder match. You can do it. I mean, how do you have Braun Strowman not win everything right now? How do you have him lose anything he is a part of at the moment? He won the Tag Team Championships... With a kindergartner. How do you have Braun Strowman not win any match that he's a part of right now? Um, shenanigans. What, what shenanigans? Uh, kind of like, kinda like uh, a Royal Rumble match. You have everybody beat him up. But he's won the matches <laughs> even when everybody beat him up. Did you yeah, see what yeah. happened in the greatest Royal Rumble? Not just any Royal Rumble, the greatest Royal Rumble. See, it did mean something. He's in money yeah, in the bank right. now. <laughs> Is this the greatest money in the bank? Like, I I just don't... The way that you have built Braun Strowman, I don't know how you have him lose anything at the moment. I really thought it was a bad idea to let him be in the match. I thought I you agree. needed to have a plan for something that he wanted more than being in the money in the bank match. Whether that was, hey, this is weird. I won the tag titles and didn't have a partner, so I gave him up. Now this is so weird. I had a partner that helped me beat Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Maybe now I want to win the tag titles again or something like that. Some sort of direction that would keep him out of the Money in the Bank match. Or I, I won a Royal Rumble. Where's my title shot? Right. I don't need Money in the Bank, right? Like, I should just be getting a champion. I, I just something to keep him out of that match because I just feel like, ooh, I... Yeah, like you gotta really, really go for it. And by the way, I have no problem with Braun winning Money in the Bank. I actually, at this point, now that he's in it, kind of. Braun, but the problem is Braun can't carry the briefcase. But I always think that it would be a bit, right? Like he might just like kick it, or he might like literally walk out and throw no, it. No, no, I something. mean if Braun Strowman wins Money in the Bank, he can't. He has he's to cash cashing in pretty quickly. Well, I think that because he's a face, you would do a bit where he like literally announces the next day. I'm just telling you right now, I'm cashing it in to face Brock Lesnar at SummerSlam. Which is fine, but I, me personally, I, I think the right, money in the bank is like, such a right, good you, you plot like that. device right, that I want I, I want whoever wins This it. is why I wouldn't put Braun Strowman exactly. in this well, match. I, I agree with and you. And this is why The Miz needs to win. I'm ag- ag- agreed wholeheartedly. I just, the only problem I'm struggling with, you put Braun Strowman in the match. Braun Strowman doesn't lose, ever, to any, any of the circumstances. Like, it doesn't matter what he's up against. He doesn't lose. So, like... I mean, you, you have to have someone... It, it has to involve interference. It has to involve basically him getting so angry that he chases somebody away instead of... And, and, just and stops caring about the match. Yes. Okay. That, that's I mean, what you got to do. I don't know what that would be. I, I mean, whatever I mean, like, his next feud is, I right, guess. Right, I, I don't. I don't know what that would be, but I guess that would maybe work. Just get to a point where mentally he doesn't give well, a like, shit cause, about cause it. Because quite frankly, he shouldn't necessarily care that much about money in the bank because he can get a title match. Braun Strowman, yes, but he's, he's never been champion. Right. And so you would think that would be one thing that he would want. 
probably, but you can see it. You can also see his characters in a situation where he can snap. What they can't do though is keep having him do treehouse uh, promos. I think that's going down a dangerous path. I mean, I don't. I hear you. I don't really care that much. I, I, I don't right now. I'm concerned. Eh, I don't know. It's Braun Strowman, dog. <laughs> like tomorrow, he can you know complete a feat of strength that no human being can. Right, so, and it's e- it's easy to fix. Yeah. Just just easy to get don't, his heat don't, back. Don't don't go down that road. Um, the uh, the other sort of hot rumor. So we know now next week that the new day is going to face the bar. And the winning team will be allowed to select one member. Oh, is that what it is? That's the word. They will be oh, allowed okay. to select one That's member to put then. into the money in the bank match. There is at simultaneously a okay, report. Okay, I, I retract. If Kofi wins, then Kofi should. So, well, I if hear Kofi's you. Match, I hear Kofi you. But there is simultaneously a report that's uh, going around right now that says the WWE is considering a singles push for Big E. I could see that as well. Makes all the sense yes. in the world, right? We've been saying that for two years now. I mean, Big E is a rock star. And, and again, you don't have to break up the New Day in order to do is this. Is he a rock star, or I, did he just figure out before everyone else that throwing pancakes at people was funny? Uh, per, per, can it be both? <laughs> like, I don't understand why you have to choose one or the other. Like, can it be both? Um I, I'm all for a Big E singles push. I've been for a singles push for Big E for some time. Big E pulling pancakes out of his tr- trunks and throwing it at people it's, it, is one of the best tropes in the history of wrestling. It's wonderful. It shouldn't work, and yet it's it totally working. works. It, it should never work. It, to- it totally works. Look, I am um, I'm for it. Uh, this would be a very logical way to do it. Now, again, do you want Big E to win? The money in the bank match, or he's a face. Like, and, again, and that's my only th- reason why I say no. But I but do think that at some point you have to have faces win money in the bank because you can't just make I, it. I, I think you can do that with the women. I think it's a little easier to do with the women, especially if you have Oscar or Ember. Yeah, like, that's or, a, like, it can't just be the women. Like, you have to have a face. I mean, they've done it. They have had right. face win, win in the pe- faces win in the past. Right. And I'm saying I think that's a good thing to mix it up so that we don't go into the match knowing, well, it can't be this person who wins because it has to be a heel. Right. No, but here's the thing. This is why Big E winning would be great. Because, like, any time, like, the, the New Day would turn the Money in the Bank into a comedy bit. Right. Like, you know how you know how people with Money in the Bank, they'll let their music hit and they'll, like, use it to, like, scare the person that's in the ring. Right. And they're, like, center in the ring. Like, New Day would use it as, like, the champions down in the center of the ring. And you hear, oh, oh yeah, right? Atlanta! And then they come out. And they just dance around the ring throwing pancakes at the It'd be wonderful. And, they run yeah. back and that's I think that I think that Big E as Mr. Money in the Bank, for entertainment purposes, would be tremendous. I would worry and I'm, there's there's another problem, AJ, that a couple people have pointed out to me, and I'm I'm gonna dance around it with I'm not gonna dance around it, but I'm gonna I'm gonna save it right now because I want to talk to you more extensively about it. I worry that they would think that a Big E singles push also involves needing to turn him. I would worry that they end up looking at him and saying he should be a badass. You know, he's so big that that he should turn. That would be my concern because I do yeah, think it, then if that's the case, don't do it. Right, I agree. I agree with that. Let me because I don't want to go too far. Let me get back into the other topic that I want to discuss. We were talking about it the other night. I've had other people that we were talking about it, and everybody that was talking about it was white. I've had other people talking about it that are not white. I worry right now that the WWE has fallen back on what they've fallen into before. It ended up working with the New Day, despite the fact that at first they just had them being dancing black guys. Yes. I'm worrying that they're falling into this trope where they don't know how to separate one black guy from another. And I'm worried that Bobby Lashley is about to end up 
just being the next Titus, just being the next Apollo. No, just, I don't think that he could beat Titus because that promo segment that they did this week was horrible. It was, it, it was, was really oh, bad. No question. It was, uh, it wow. It I'm, was, it was like. AJ says it was bad. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point, right? If AJ says that, then you know how bad it is. Look, I, like, I agree. I could not have cared less about his relationships with his sisters. Uh, unless his sisters are Sister Abigail or coming <laughs> in as a character, <laughs> there is no reason to have done that promo. And a five-minute promo about his sisters. unbelievable. And and it was really annoying because they started with that thing where it was like, look at him win this, look at how athletic he is, look at what, you know, a, a, a wrecking ball he is. And I was like, oh, look, they're finally kind of getting it. Focus on his athleticism. Focus on the fact that he is a wrecking ball. And then they do that. And, yes, it's he's dead on arrival right now unless there is a big change coming. Unless this is just setting up like, oh, look at him. He's such a good guy, such a good guy. You know, we, we want to get him as a face so we can turn real quick. Right. Unless that's the case, this is a disaster. I, I guess I could say that I'm worried about Bobby Lashley, but part of my concern is this this week. It's also in part they have screwed up. So many athletic black dudes that they've had come into the company that they just sort of never gave the character development they should to. I actually love Titus Worldwide, but I loved Titus Worldwide before there was a Titus Worldwide. I loved everything about Titus O'Neil, and I got it. Everybody would say, well, he's not the best worker, right? But when he would come in in a tag team, he was a fucking thunderbolt, man. Like, he would get tagged in and would just be hot as shit when he would come into the match. I've always liked Titus. I have no idea why they've found nothing for Apollo. It's one of the more infuriating things that I... Apollo Crews is wonderful. He's great. How have they found nothing for him in the couple of years that he's been in the company when they've given Baron Corbin six different tries to figure something out and they've just sort of not tried with Apollo? What the fuck is that? And so I'm worried about Bobby Lashley. I'm worried that for whatever reason, it's a Vince McMahon thing, and we keep going back to the sheer few number of people that have succeeded, pure just black guys that have succeeded in the WWE. Name them. I mean, to a high level. Mark Henry. Mark Henry, Booker T. And Booker T. Needed, and Booker T. was already established somewhere else. And he was established somewhere else, and he needed to become a, Brit- a guy with a British accent to do yeah, so. Yeah, weird, right? Yeah, correct. They had to make him a King Booker. It, do you not fear that this is a problem, AJ? Um, not really, strictly because I think that New Day has proven their worth already. But, like, as performers. And, I, like, even if they were to, like... I don't think that they can really fuck up the new day. Well, I'm not, okay, I'm not. I'm not saying the new day. I'm saying, saying Bobby he's saying, Lashley. He's saying. He's saying that the, Vince is. Uh, oh, Bobby Lashley. I mean, Bobby Lashley's was. I mean, from everything I've seen, Bobby Lashley is more often than not a charisma black hole. Now he's athletic, and. He has cool things, but I'm not a fan of the eyebrows. And you know. <laughs> The eyebrows really throw me off. It shouldn't throw me off as much as it does, but it really does. Um, the thing is, to me, is this. I am a performer, right? So, like, I get it. If I'm Bobby Lashley and they come to me with that idea, that promo, I'm saying no. Like, and if I'm saying, I'm not saying no, like, no. I'm saying no, like, I can come up with something way better than this. And if he couldn't do that... I'm not going to blame WWE. Okay. Okay, that's fine. But do you... Again... Glenn's point is that... There's we, a list of guys now... Who, who are having these same 
come out and smile and be a generic face and, and smile as much as you can. And this, that seems to be their, the And that's what it started gimmick. with is the New Day. And I think that what we learned was that was just to their incredible credit, those three dudes, and, and whether it was all three of them or someone. Those three dudes came up with something better. So you're saying you don't blame the WWE, you blame Apollo, you blame Titus for what's happened to them. Uh, I don't blame Titus. Um, no, Titus is a is a different situation. He has had... Uh, he has been entertaining. He has come up with different things to be able to do, whether it be uh, millions of dollars, millions of dollars, right. millions of dollars, the primetime players, or Titus Worldwide as a brand. Like, he's come up with things. Him being not as successful, I don't know if it has to do with his age or it could be the whole black guy thing. That is true. But, like, Apollo, mm, that's kind of on him. Okay, but, but, but why? Lashley currently, let me, I, 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 I want to I make the direct comparison. Baron Corbin is boogers on a plate. He has nothing to offer. Jesus Christ. And yet, they've given him plenty of shit. They keep trying to figure out another way to make Baron Corbin work. He has well, no... Let, 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 me be, let me be fair for a second here. Baron Corbin is also six foot six. Fair, but I think he doesn't... His look is nowhere near... Apollo looks good. Baron looks in, like an idiot. He's a bald guy with long hair. It's the worst look I've ever seen in my entire life. <laughs> like, I don't... I, I, as we said before, I think he would just be better off... Uh, remember, uh, one of our listeners actually... Uh, well, okay, that, uh, when he got older, you're right. That, that, that did get more pronounced. But he was Hulk Hogan at that point. Let's be fair. Um, what I'm saying is he would, he would actually maybe have a look if he shaved his hair, yeah, right? Re- like, remember when he was doing the mask and I suggested the, the hair versus mask match because he was trying to steal was Sankara's mask or Kalisa's? I, can't right, remember. I hear what you're saying yeah. about Baron Corbin being big, but his yeah. look is dreadful. He has an awful look, and yet they keep coming up with more things for Baron Corbin. He has no personality. He has a terrible look, and they keep coming up with more. Apollo has a great look. Now, I can't speak to Apollo's personality, right, because we haven't got to see that much of it. Maybe he has more than what we've seen. They haven't given him shit so far. But one guy keeps getting chances, keeps getting more stuff handed his way. The other guy gets nothing. And they both came up at roughly the same time. It wasn't like one had a better run that like it was so certain that Baron Corbin was going to be a star where Apollo was just a guy. They were roughly the same thing when they came up at that point. They had roughly the same amount of accomplishment to that point in their careers. And yet one just keeps getting more and more handed to him. And the other is the sidekick of a guy that they don't care about. I mean, what I'm thinking is, at the end of the day, your success is on you in WWE. Like, Daniel Bryan wasn't supposed to succeed. Edge and Christian weren't supposed to succeed. Shit, well, Edge, Edge, Edge was supposed to succeed. Edge yeah, was, was groomed from day one. Yeah, but no, but Edge and like, Christian certainly is an example. Yes. There was no world in which Christian was supposed to be a heavyweight Cri- champion. Christian was there to get Edge over. Right. But Jeff he- and Matt Hardy were jobbers. Dolph Ziggler was a girl, was a, was a uh, cheerleader. Eventually, if you got it, it shows up. What has Bobby Lashley ever showed you? He's a, he's a freaking workhorse. I mean, he's a, he's a I mean, horse. Yes. And, and but so is Roman Reigns, and nobody gives a fuck well, about But they that give either. him plenty of chances. <laughs> no one gives a fuck about that either. Well, not the WWE does. The WWE gives him every opportunity in the world. Well, because he's Samoan. Samo- <laughs> right, it's, it <laughs> is a, it's such a different thing. I, don't, I yeah. do not know why. It matters if you're Samoan, but if you're black, like, I don't get it at all. Like, like a, The Rock only got all his chances because he was black. 
and, and Samoan. Samoan. Right. right. If he was just black. Yeah, he would have had no hope. He would have been hopeless with The Rock. No question, man. I don't know, man. Like, I'm not – this is not me alleging anything because I don't know anything, right? Like, I, but I can't help but look at these situations go, and say – Go back to The Rock. Come out, smile, show it, you know. I mean, there's it. been an awful lot of that over the years. This is what – if you're black, this is what we have for you. This is what we know to have you do. Is go out, smile, clap, you know, and and um, you know, dance. What's up? Right, like that's what we know for you. We don't know anything else. We don't know how to use give you your you any character depth. We don't know how to do it, and it's infuriating. And look, I'm not trying to tell you that I, I think there's a lot there for Bobby Lashley. I don't. I, I would tend to agree that I think that Bobby Lashley is limited in or or we just haven't seen it because nobody's figured out I mean, how to I, harness it. For I, Bobby I've seen Lashley. it from TNA. In TNA, especially towards the end, he was legitimately like they, – they just said, go out there, kill people. And that's – by the way, I'm good with that. Yes, and that's all you have to do. Right. But do that. Right. Don't have him do this. It's weird. It's super weird, man. All right. Uh, what else jumped out at you from this week? AJ, I know you got to wrap up pretty soon. What else is, uh, is on your – oh, do the, do the bit. Oh, uh, who had the best match on Raw? I think – you know, like it's it's tricky because I thought both of those matches were very good. I thought both of the qualifying matches were very good. Um, I would be that's actually neither one of those matches is my pick. Actually. Really? Oh, yeah, is so yours Ember versus Braun Strowman was the best oh, match. Oh, it was good. That, that was, was very really good. good. Match. I didn't even think about that. But actually, I thought Ember's was really good too. Now Ember's, I think about yeah. It. There's a. It was a very Shit. good Raw, and I, I wonder how much of that was like. Okay, we need to give them. So let's get. I don't know. It was a good Raw. It was. I, I thought Raw was very good this week, and it was funny for the for the lack of people that were there for SmackDown for the number of stars that weren't there. I actually thought SmackDown was really good too. Yeah, and it, the, you know what the, the the constant is between the two of them? Really good matches. Yes, they they just decided. Okay, we're going to have a good week of wrestling here. They gave the Miz and Jeff yeah, Hardy. They started that on Sunday, Aaron. <laughs> Yeah, but the matches on Monday and Tuesday had consequence, and we're better. Um, um, I, I don't know. I I would be fine if you made it a tie. I would not be willing to give Roman a point. You know, this week well, he like, does. I mean, wait. So you said it was. I mean, I'm willing to give it to Braun Owens. Like, I don't. Okay, then it doesn't matter. I feel because yeah. both of you have voted against. So, so the, like, an, I, the that, answer that was very, they were all fun matches. Like, yeah, there the was a lot is no. of fun. Matches. All right, so they, we're giving it a no. Then update the standings. Uh, after 18 weeks, Roman Reigns is officially 7, 10, and 1 against the entire Raw roster for match of the week. Wow. Wow. Pretty impressive. Uh, what else jumped out at you from this past week? Um, how about Mojo? Yeah, that is a great, oh man, how we like got this far without dealing with that. He looked great. Now, the question is, was it, what was, were more, how much of this was them just wanting Seth to look really good because he's a star and it was just, Mojo just happened to be the opponent this week versus how much they particularly wanted Mojo to look good because they have a plan for him? And that's the only question that I have coming out of that, right? Was this more about what they wanted Seth to look like or was this more about what they wanted Mojo to look like? You're and not I, telling me Mojo doesn't find his way into the Money in the Bank match. I don't think – I mean, they're running out. They only have two if, spots. If we're only saying there's four raw spaces, yeah. then I don't see how he gets in it. Um, I, I, you, you do realize when there was um, there was limited spaces before Sin Cara got in. I hear you, but I but you, you that was all one. You know they had the one person, and and yes, they can. He can. I I don't know. There's got to be people in the match that can't win, Aaron. It can't. Yeah, that's true. Players. I know. I don't know, Look, but I, I mean, I, I'm thinking there's one of like. So here's here's my thoughts. I think one, if not both, of like Kevin Owens and Roman Reigns aren't in it. By the way, right. 
I, I think one of Mac, one if not both of McIntyre and Ziggler make it in it. I think so. Wait, how we have two? So we have two spaces left for Raw. Um. Uh. I mean, the question is: Are you putting Seth in, or are you keeping all the champions out? Yeah. I mean, right. it, and right now it feels like they're keeping the champions. Yeah, they kept Jeff out. Hardy they out, kept right? J- correct. Jeff Hardy out, right? And so, I, by the way, I'm, but I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that too. Yeah. I'm okay with that too. I'm okay with them keeping the champions out to have other matches on the card for involving the champions. Right. So I'm good with that. Um. Man, there, maybe there is a spot. Maybe there is a spot. I'm all for it. I think we're going to make that cl- very clear. I mean, they can still put... So, I mean, anyone who lost can still be... Like, they always right, have the, correct, like, the last correct, chance second thing, chance. So right. Sammy could make it in. And by the Kevin way, Owens what else What else are you doing with Sammy and Kevin Owens if you don't end up having them in the match? Unless you have them face each other. I mean... I'm not, I'm not for it, yeah, but... Yeah. I mean, I, I actually think, I think it makes more sense to put them in the match. I, I agree as well. All right. Uh, so, AJ, before I uh, let you go, there's something important that uh, we have to do. Um... And uh, we'll handle this appropriately. Um, we, I, I'm about a week late with this, and I apologize for that. But, boys, I finally got them. They're all here. Great news. I have the kettle corn. Oh. I have the pina colada Oreos. And I have the cherry cola Oreos. And, AJ, I wouldn't want you to have to disappear before you were able to try them. So, oh, you know what? How about I pass them to you first? Is that all right? Can I pass them to oh. you right now? Yeah, okay. AJ, let me start with you. Here, go right ahead. Get, make sure you get yours. Me love. <laughs> <laughs> now pass them on over to Aaron if you don't mind. Oh, here you go, Aaron. Cola. Yeah, right. Mm. And I'll go ahead and get a cherry cola as well. Love me some cherry cola. Start with that. And well, why is it? I didn't expect it to be multicolored. <laughs> well, that's a tasty Oreo. Uh, they prefer the term multi African American. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Seriously, why is it? Is that supposed to be like the foam? What? What's with the white? What do you mean? In 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 the the thing. Oh, yeah. maybe yeah, maybe it's supposed to be the fizz on top. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's right. weird. That one's a good one. Now, these are the ones that I'm really excited about. Our buddy Ben Nash says that the pina colada Oreo and they're the thins, by the way, might be the best ones they've ever made. Whoa! Which is a strong, bold statement. Uh, AJ, I'll start with you. How'd you feel about the cherry cola, by the way, AJ? Uh, you know, I think they're both a little overrated. <laughs> yeah. right, there's the pina colada. We'll try those too. Oh, that's tasty. That's good. very tasty. That's good. It's very tasty. All right, one more. Uh, AJ, what did you think of pina colada? I didn't hear it. Uh, uh, you know, it, it lacked. It lacked what I like a little certain zest that I was expecting. <laughs> a little certain. Hey, get your plugs in right now while we're eating these Oreos. Uh, yeah. So, um, uh, fuck the Washington Post. Also. <laughs> Uh, uh, you know, I'm just getting ready to get this push on this music. I got my mixtape coming out June 9th called 69. Um, I'm probably going to be on Hot 97, Sway on in the Morning. On your Hot 97 every day, that's the word. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, I'll probably be on Breakfast Club, hopefully. Um, there's a lot. Coming, being in New York now, a real market, it helps me, you know, be able to go and uh, expand my reach. Good chat at a way, with, uh, at a way better rate than the likes of the Washington Post ever could. Wow. Um, wow. Uh, no, but, you know, I'm just uh, I'm grateful, man. I just turned 28 on Monday. I'm going to see, see my house. Haven't been in my house in a month. I miss my home. Uh, I miss my lady. You know, I just I'm going I'm enjoying life right now, man. I'm in a good place. Like I was in a bad place when I was in D.C. I didn't I wasn't appreciated. And like I hated going to work every day. 
Not, well, not, well, the, not the people I worked with, but the people that were above me. I just hated them, like their whole deal, how they treated me. So I'm glad to be somewhere where I get treated with respect. And it uh, changes your outlook on things, man. I'm just great. Well, Wheeler, uh, we're happy that it doesn't affect uh, this show. We're happy about that, and uh, we appreciate it. We will talk to you next week, pal. All right, brother. All right, buddy. There he is, AJ, uh, AJ Francis. When we come back in, Kimberly is scheduled to join us, and maybe even another guest, perhaps, coming up. We will find out shortly. I'm Glenn. He's Aaron Oster, and he's... The main of it. AJ Francis. Bent. This is Job... Bent. I forgot he's leaving. Bent. Yeah, okay. Bent. Okay. <laughs> Any more? Any more? No, I'm good. All right. AJ Francis, this is Jobbing Out. Respect. It's more than a word. In the U.S. Army, it is one of our core values, earned through selfless service to our nation and making a difference both at home and abroad. On the Army team, respect is earned daily. And now in addition to earning respect, you may earn up to $40,000 in bonuses if you qualify. To learn more, visit GoArmy.com slash bonus or call 1-800-USA-ARMY. Paid for by the U.S. Army. Can you dig it, sucker? Back in here. Segment number three of Jabbing Out. Glenn Clark, Aaron Oster, the Baltimore Sun, and Rolling Stone. AJ has ducked out for the week. Did indeed try. I, th- th- yes, those of you that are going to say, I thought you didn't need anything anymore. I tried one of all three of the Oreos. Just to you try don't just them. gorge yourself anymore. Yeah, correct. I mean, I'm doing my my best here, and uh, that's what it is. But I tried all three, and I actually like like the pina colada. Aaron apparently didn't. I like the. I um, thought it was fine. I just didn't think it was. I like the cherry coke one. I didn't. The only the one I didn't like was yeah. kettle corn. I did kettle not corn, like the which which one. doesn't surprise me because like artificial popcorn, whether it's lolly, whatever it is, usually isn't very yeah, good. Yeah, it doesn't do anything for me either. All right, here's what we're gonna do right now. We're gonna get into the quick count, and then uh, we'll see where we are after that. Three stories we haven't had a chance to talk about that we need to talk about. One is it's just sort of accidental. Like we just normally we start by going off the reservation, but one is just a leftover that happened this week that we just for whatever reason didn't talk about in the first hour of the show. So um, when we were there Tuesday night, uh, I think we're all more than a little bit surprised when Rusev faced Daniel Bryan in a Money in the Bank qualifying match. Not that Rusev would get into the Money in the Bank match. Because I think think that's more logical. Daniel Bryan should not be in the Money in the Bank match unless he's winning it. I think Rusev would make a very logical Money in the Bank winner, uh, frankly. Here's the thing. I assumed that that match was going to end because Big Cass was going to come out and... Screw over Daniel Bryan, and then Rusev would win that way, and then it would set up what they wanted to set up, which I guess is another Daniel Bryan big cast match for some reason. Um, But they didn't do that. Instead, they just had Daniel Bryan lose cleanly. And then they ended the show with a shot of Daniel Bryan and this sort of bewildered look on his face, selling a story that that... That, that they're going somewhere with Daniel Bryan just having lost a match. Now, I'm sure they were talking about, during the course of the match, we were there on Tuesday nights, so we yes. didn't see it. I'm sure they were talking about uh, the injuries he suffered at the hands of Big Cass after his vicious attack on Sunday night. So maybe they were just trying to play it up as he was hurt and he wasn't, he wasn't ready. I don't know. I didn't see. Um, I didn't know if that was the story that they were trying to tell. 
But ultimately, it was a clean loss for Daniel Bryan in singles action on Tuesday night. I mean, I can see where I think they're probably going with this, which is something we had talked about, which is, you know, Daniel Bryan works best as he is the ultimate underdog. Correct. And you cannot have him be the ultimate underdog. If he if always wins. If he always wins. Yes. So to have a clean loss makes sense that way. I don't know if it was the right time for it. The crowd seemed a little bewildered by it. Definitely shocked. Um, and I, I feel like maybe you w- wanted to reestablish him a little bit more before you go that route. But I understand it. I just it was it was it was an odd time to pull that trigger. That's for sure. I agree with that. I um, I, I don't I don't know what to say here because I. I think that it's better than what they, if they had had him lose a big cast, that would have been a disaster. Yes. Um, First singles match back. Now he should not be losing. Correct. Um, so I'm I'm not. I, 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 I'm trying to say this in a nice way. I think that they have the right idea if that's what they're trying to do. I'm still. Not certain that they'll end up executing it correctly. Well, of course. How can you? Correct. So, if what they want is to make Daniel Bryan more of an underdog, more, but that's fine. Singles matches, part of the way to make somebody an underdog is that they get their, they get what, what happened on Sunday night. Big Cass kicks his ass right. after the match. You put him in a match where there's an obvious, there's somebody there to distract, there's somebody right. there that can also be physical. That was pretty well just Rusev beat Daniel Bryan. Right, I mean, and that's the thing. He was the ultimate underdog, but in, in his primary, Dan- you know, we're talking about that last great run, he wasn't losing cleanly. He was, he was an underdog because the cards, you know, everything was stacked against him. It was that he was going up against the authority. He was going up against the Wyatt family. He was constantly facing these, you know, has to overcome the odd situations. And I'm not saying that in, in a sarcastic way. We use that term so often here. But in a legitimate, like... He has to overcome multiple people. He's better than them, but you know what? Sometimes the numbers game or the political game or whatever else just stacks up against him. He wasn't losing clean to someone who, well, I love Rusev. Quite frankly, the likes of Rusev. It's one thing if he's losing Correct. singles matches cleanly nah, to I, Roman. I, I, but right, but you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say something there. I do think that because it's Rusev, it's not quite the same. Like, like... Again, there's a difference between Rusev and Big Cass. Oh yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I, I'm not saying I'm just I don't know if again, like he wouldn't have lost that match cleanly in his in 2013. Um, well, probably not. No, you're probably right about that. That's probably not on SmackDown. I don't think. Right. Um, we'll see. We'll see where they go with it. I don't know what the story is that comes out of a single loss. Like, I don't know if there's. Oh man, did I make a mistake coming back? Right. A- like, am I still Daniel Bryan or am I a shell of myself? Correct. I don't know if that's where they're going with that from a single loss, but I have no problem with that being a direction that they go in. I think that with Daniel Bryan, that's a good layer for him. Um, doubting whether or not you know he can still be the same guy. I think that's a that's a good layer. I think that plays. That's an underdog mentality. Yes. 
I think all of that works. I think I think they're doing it too early, though. I think you needed to. You know, that was his second finish to a singles match. Is that correct? Uh, Since coming back, Cause, yeah, because 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 right? the, the first one was was the no contest with AJ Styles, right? right. Then, then Big Cass, mm-hmm. and then this. Yeah, that's right. Like I would have let him get momentum going, realize, hey, this is Daniel Bryan, and by the way, he never should be doing a flying headbutt again. Oh my that god! Bother- I know. Was, I, that was, was that in no, commercial? It was during commercial. Oh my god! Um, never again. Like that's what that's the type of thing that when he first retired and I and you know we you know we questioned about a comeback I said I don't know if I'm going to be able to comfortably watch Daniel Bryan anymore if he continues doing that I'm not going to be able to comfortably watch Daniel Bryan anymore yeah 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 that's that's difficult I mean that that and that really it is anytime he does anything there's a little bit of a and then this was but then but that move right. in particular I hear with you. what. Every, the connotation of that movie, everything you. about that. No. I, I hear you. Like, whoever, someone backstage needs to tell him, do not ever do that again. I agree. I completely agree. Um, but, but yes, I would have liked to see him have a couple months where he is Daniel Bryan before we well, get but I don't. This. Again, are we going directly down that road, or is it just, hey, shake it off, go win a match next week, and then in three weeks they have him lose another when they're starting to build seeds of doubt? Right. Did they imagine that Daniel Bryan is facing big casts in three pay-per-views, like leading up to uh, SummerSlam or whatever they have in mind for him at SummerSlam? I mean, so they, they can get a win for big casts over Daniel Bryan in the second one and still have Daniel Bryan come out on top? I mean, I think I think if, if I'm putting all my bookers hat here, I think the best thing they can do long term, this is the road to go on, and it includes a loss to the Miz fairly cleanly, or right. even not cleanly, but you know, to the Miz at SummerSlam. SummerSlam, yeah, you have. Miz win the title from there, and then you have Brian win the Rumble, and you set up Miz Brian at Mania I'm for good. the title. I'm good by like, that, I, and, I, and I think that part of that you have to get a few of those losses in there, like to yeah, Miz right. in there. Right. I, I think that's how you do it long term. You just got to get there. Um, yeah, I think all that works. All right, uh, let's talk about a couple of things. Let's go off the reservation. I know it was a big weekend for New Japan. Tell me all about it. Uh, yeah, they had uh, you know their. Most of their tours are, are scheduled as, like, road to whatever the next big show is. They're on the road to Dominion tour right now, and Dominican is their big pay-per-view in June, one of their one of their bigger ones. I don't know exactly what the exact uh, comparison to WWE, but it's, it's one of their big four or five pay-per-views is Dominion. Okay. Um, so a couple big things happen. One, after a match where Los Ingobernables de Japón won a multi-man match, uh, Naito was celebrating in the ring. He he did a speech. He started walking back up the ramp or up the aisle, and a fan, quote unquote, in an LIJ mask, jumped the barrier, beat the crap out of him, mm. dragged him back. That to the ring. That doesn't seem good. You wouldn't want a fan doing uh, that. And, 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 and I mean, they were screaming about it. How right. can they let the wear security? Right. How can a fan be doing this? Throws him in the ring. Bloodies Naito pretty good, which is great, and. Uh, Takes off the mask with some difficulty, which was probably the one funny part about this, as the mask was a little too tight. And uh, Chris Jericho. What? I know. Crazy, right? What? Uh, He's not a fan at all. He's a professional wrestler. He's a wrestler. But I thought he was in WWE. We saw him in WWE last week. did you see him recently? Yeah. He was in Saudi Arabia. How about that? And uh, so we are getting at Dominion. Naito versus Jericho. Jericho had a pretty wonderful... uh, Instead of the Los Ingobernables de Japón, La Lista de Jericho t-shirt. Oh, that's pretty wonderful. That's pretty wonderful. That's really, really great. <laughs> and, uh, yes, yeah, so that's going to be a hot topic. If you oh, have... no doubt. No doubt about so, that. So that that's one of the big matches. The other big match is we are once again getting Okada, who once again successfully defended his title. And he ran down the list of everybody he's beaten. Right. And he pointed out. 
there's one person I successfully defended against, but it ended a time limit draw. That's Kenny Omega. So you know what? I want this match. I want it at Dominion. Omega accepted and asked for two things. One, he didn't want there to be a draw. He wanted there to be no time limit. Cool. Two out of three falls. Okay. So we are getting Okada Omega in what's probably going to be about a 90-minute match at Dominion. Nice. Nice. I like it. I, I mean, it might go too long. I don't know. I, you know, I feel like 60 minutes sometimes pushes it, and who knows? This might, the, the no time limit might be just a red herring, and all of a sudden, it, you know, it's a surprise to everybody right, when it right. ends in 40 minutes. But, uh, again, Okada Omega, who's complaining? Oh, dude, no doubt. That's tremendous. Yeah. Very good. Also, uh, Rey Mysterio also is going to be wrestling a to-be-determined opponent oh. at Dominion. So, Okay. Yeah, I mean, the, the entire card looks like you have uh, Young Bucks challenging for the t- heavyweight tag titles yeah, for yeah. the first time. Uh, Goto, Elgin, Taichi, and then never openweight championship. And then Will Ospreay faces uh, the shows leading up to it over the next month are going to be a lot of the best of the Super Juniors tournament shows. So you have Osprey defending against the best of the Super Juniors winner. So, Very cool. Uh, yeah, it looks like another really good card from New yeah, Japan. Yeah, right. They're killing it right yeah. now. No doubt. That's awesome. All right. And finally, this one. Oh, boy. Maybe we should have uh, had AJ going here to say, when we talked yeah. about this one. Um. Booker T's got something to say, and it is a lot. Do we have the audio? Um, oh, good question. Good question. You know what? I don't know if I have the exact mark. I've got, like, I've I've, I've got the video of when he was talking about it on his show, but I don't know if I have the exact mark at which you know he he brought it up. Hang on a second. Like, I've got a fifteen minute clip, and I don't I don't know where it is in the clip that he started talking about this. All right, hold on. Let's see here. Uh, all right. Th- so the setup is. Booker T has a radio show down in Houston. Um, Booker T somehow started talking about this possibility of Hulk Hogan returning to the WWE, which I think everybody has worked on the assumption, again, that at some point it will happen. Whenever that is, it will happen at some point. But, yeah, this is a 15-minute thing. I don't know if we know yeah. exactly when it is in that clip that we could uh, we could get to that audio, and, and I don't. Look, if you want to just try playing it from the top and see, like, the, listen to the beginning of it, and if it's not that, then we'll just move on. We can try yeah, doing can that. Do that. I can try that. This is probably the stuff, the type of stuff that we should have prepared beforehand. Probably. This is what happens when you have producers and when you you care, and not and not when you're doing it the way that we're doing it. Um, but yeah, this is Booker T from his radio show, Heated Conversations, and Cardi B is part of the Bruno Mars song for some reason. I, I don't I don't know why. Yeah. All right. Enough for people to look at it. Hardy album, but my thing is this, yeah, yeah, anybody, like it. anybody making money, uh, anybody coming up, you know, and doing things and being able to take care of it. Yeah, yeah it's not right. it. We got yeah, We do yeah. also. We also have to turn it up a little bit. The American dream is truly. All yeah. It's, yeah. It's, he's it's talking about even, right now. He's talking about Cardi B. Yes. Just see. Try a couple times randomly to see if you can get into the anybody like. To click randomly and yeah. see if that gets us and, to. And then you sit there and you watch ladies fucking blowing up. You know what I mean. It's been like, like a phone ringing off the hustle. You know, not only the black kids use it in the school, oh. but the oh, yeah, that's what he's talking yep. about. Hang on, you know, on a, on a weekly basis. You know, sometimes they don't even bleep it out. All right, all right, go back, go back, go back, go back, go back, go back a little ways. Yeah. Um, what time is it right now? Five fifty-two. Five twenty-two. Excuse me. Five twenty-two Central Time. We gotta um, discuss it. Um, question is. Booker, do you think 
Hulk should be let back into the WWE. My thing is this. You know, we've heard this this word used for many, 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 many years. Um, you know, God rest Martin Luther King's soul. You know, a man who, you know, did his best to bring us up as a people. You know, and like I said, I've heard that word used many, many times. And I've heard it on, you know, some of our popular radio stations, you know, on a, on a weekly basis. You know, sometimes they don't even bleep it out. It just, you know, rolls right through it. You know, I was talking to one of the police officers in Galveston. He says the, the word is a un- universal. You know, not only the black kids use it in the school, but the, the white kids, the, the Mexican kids, the Asian kids, they all, you know, call themselves the N-word. You know, um, it, it's it's become popular. And, and, and a lot of that has to do, I think, with the popularity of, of hip-hop and the culture and it, it being a prevalent word, I think, in, in the culture as well, don't you think? No, I no? think I think it's because we call ourselves that all the time. Or, or maybe that. I think, I think that's the biggest problem. I think yeah. until we can stop saying the word ourselves, we shouldn't have a problem with anyone else um, using that term. And uh, that's just my opinion. Um, uh, I know a lot of people, you know, going to say, you know, well, you know, that ain't the way it is. But I'm, that's the way it is with me. I'm 53 right. years old. Um, I'm probably not the right person to comment about any of this, so I almost feel like. You should just sort of let that lie, but I, 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 I. Yeah, I, I agree with you 100%. Um, WWE is in a weird situation right now. Yeah. Because they, it, it seems very, very likely that they're going to bring it Oh, I, I, I think, but we've always assumed that it, it was going to never right. happen. Well, now it, it looks more and more. There's it's been, inevitable, right. it seems like. There's been some reports, and then they came out, they made a positive statement, what they said. Uh, the statement was a couple weeks ago. WWE applauds the work Hulk Hogan is doing with Boys and Girls Clubs of America. Turn what was a negative into a positive because he got honored by the Boys and Girls Clubs. Right. He was part of an event that they did, like their Hall of Fame. Uh, the Boys and Girls Club Alumni Hall of Fame. He said, by helping young people learn from his mistake. While he has taken many steps in the right direction since we parted ways, Hogan is not currently under contract in WWE. Which sounds like their way of saying, we want to say something because we know there's a good chance that it's happening. and right. We don't want to then be... You know, if, if if we come out and say, well, you know, the Hulk Hogan is inappropriate or something, like I, th- that sounds like the type of thing they say when they know that there's going to be a relationship. Well, between plus, the two plus, it, it allows them to say, hey, look, he's doing good things. Right. So correct. when we bring him back, we're bringing him back because he's doing good things. Correct. Um, the it's something that I, you you almost can't address it on TV, but you almost can can't not address it. <sighs> like there, it's going to be a weird situation. Um, and because, you know, as, as we can see, not everybody in the locker room feels the same way about it. Well, of it. course. And not everybody's going to. Not everybody in the culture feels right. the same way about Hulk Hogan. Um, I, I don't know what you do. He's not the first person to have done or said something racist that, you know, was allowed back into society. You know what I mean? Right. Like, Hulk Hogan has been still faded in different places where he's been. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know what the reaction will be. I think ultimately in a WWE crowd, probably overwhelmingly positive whenever Hulk Hogan returns. That's my gut. It, I don't. Yeah, I think that, especially when he first comes back, like just hearing the music, you know, right, we are conditioned correct. to pop for it. Correct. Um, you know, are there probably a lot of things that have to be addressed? I. Uh, probably great news in WWE that Booker T is willing to go down this road. Now, I think there are a lot of people that are probably furious hearing mm-hmm. what Booker T has to say 
and want to jump through and 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 fight Booker T based on what he just said. I'm not going to pretend as though I'm qualified to speak to it. I disagree with Booker T for what it's worth. I, I don't think there is well. any justification of it whatsoever. It's not a word that I use on accident. I understand. Don't use the word ever. Don't ever use it. Just don't use it, period. Pretty simple concept. Um, if black people use it, that's their choice. You never use the word right. ever. Not that hard. There's a whole litany of other words that exist that I'm able to use. I just don't use that one and a couple other ones that I choose not to use. Um, so I disagree with Booker T, but it's probably great news to WWE that he said what he said. Well, let's switch gears. Now joined here on Jobbing Out by someone who has had an awesome, awesome career. And it's so cool now that she is uh, with MCW, who you, of course, know that we love and uh, she will be back in town next weekend for MCW Spring Fever Tour, which comes to North Carroll High School in Hampstead. You can go to mcwprowrestling.com right now to get your tickets to check out the great Rosa Mendez, who now joins us here on Jobbing Out. Rosa, it's Glenn and Aaron. It's so good to talk to you. Thank you so much nice for taking some time for us. Too. Yeah. yeah, of course. My pleasure. It's my first match back. I haven't been in the ring in three and a half years, so... I'm super duper excited about that. Oh, hang on, are you? But are you nervous? Or you're like, I'm Rosa Mendez. I'm good. Like, I'm not worried about any of this. Well, I'm not. I'm very confident. Um, I have such a different mindset now than I did before. I, um, when I was in WWE, I was like you guys know, I was mostly battling, and I would get thrown into matches here and there. And I feel like there was a little lack of confidence when I. I don't know if I. I kind of learned how to fake it till I make it kind of thing when I was <laughs> out there. But but now that I'm a mother and I own a business and I'm I just something just snapped in my head and I just I feel so mo- motivated and so confident and I've been working so hard that I'm I'm like really ready and I'm like I I don't feel nervous at all, which is crazy because before when I walked through the curtain I would just be like get really really scared sometimes you know uh before matches before wrestling matches but not before valet um so i'm really really excited i feel super confident and i'm ready to kick some butt that's for sure Let's, her butt. Yeah, let, let's talk about this path that you've taken. We've seen both women and men who, who have left WWE and just content to maybe show up on the independent scene, but show up, sign autographs, maybe right, do a yeah, little bit. Take, take a check and right. then go home, right? You are reinvesting in the training. You are doing the whole – what led you down this road? Okay, so back in the day – I hate saying that because I sound like an old woman. But back in the day, I feel like women's wrestling was very based on um, appearance. And a lot of models were, were hired and beautiful, beautiful women, beautiful, talented women. But at that time, we weren't getting a lot of um, time in the ring. And me, I was mostly a valet, I was mostly a valet and a manager. So I, even the matches like that they got, they were only two to three minute matches and the most 10 minutes. And so there's this new era of women that are, that are getting all this time, 30-minute matches, 20-minute matches. I'm watching TV, and I'm like, oh, my God. Like, I, I want to be a part of this. And I, I feel like I, I, never, I never got to fulfill my dream in the ring. And now that the women's revolution happened, there is a chance to be even more powerful in the ring. And so something I just, I just felt like I had some unfinished business. Like, I didn't fulfill my dream, and I... I cannot, I cannot let this slide. I can't, I can't 
let this opportunity just go away because I have I'm 38 years old and I hate to advertise that <laughs> but I'm 38 I'm stronger than I've ever been in the gym um, my wind is amazing I'm very very healthy and I feel like if I'm going to do it I need to do this now and I, I'm going to give it everything I've got I, I hear everything you're saying and what it, I hear a bit of like is there a thought that maybe there could be another WWE run like that you, you talk about the women's revolution you talk about we're seeing women's Royal Rumble matches we're seeing women's money in the bank matches now we're seeing history being made do you say to yourself hey I'd like still to have a chance to be a part of that I, I wish I could have been a part of that I, I do and that that is the goal here if like I'm working as hard as I can to, to go back for at least a year or two and 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 kind of you know I went to OVW and I went to FCW to to be a champ one day you know like that was the goal was to fill, fulfill my dream inside the ring and uh, I was put in a role as a manager which was great and I had a 11 year career and it was awesome I did total divas I did some amazing things but I didn't get to fulfill my dream of having these amazing matches in the ring and I feel like I still I still have it, and I'm I'm not gonna let it go. And if if the door closes and they're they're like, well, we're not interested, that's fine because I can have some five star matches in the independent scene sure. and be part of some really great promotions. But I am going to give it my all and 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 to try my hardest to go back that's and a- and be part of it. That's awesome. For at least one or two years. Let, yeah. let, me, let me do this real quick. Why MCW? Because we love MCW. You're outside of Pittsburgh, right? Right. Like, yeah. What 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 was it that made this connection happen? That MCW was the place that you chose to come back and not just like make an appearance for again to really get involved with as you invested in your training. I went to. I had a signing at an MCW show, and then I was able to. In, uh, introduced the uh, four horsemen into the ring and the way uh, everything was done uh, the, the organization the backstage treatment the, the way that I was everyone introduced themselves to me it was so professional and the matches that I watched were so good that I was like if I'm I, if I'm going to be part of any um, promotion I want to be part of this one because I was really blown away by it and uh it's worth the five and a half hour drive. And now after a couple of, a couple of, I, I didn't commit myself right away. After the first training session, I was like, okay, I'm going to be coming back twice a week. Wow. Because they trained the, the same drills that I was doing in, uh, at the PC. And for WWE, they were, we were doing the same exact drills. So if my goal is to go back to WWE, then I want to train that way. So that's why I chose MCW. That's that's awesome. It, and fortifies everything we've been trying to tell people about MCW, right? Like we've been trying, you know, dummies. Aaron and I are not athletes in any way, and we've been trying to explain to people the the significance, the greatness of MCW. To hear you say it, I think speaks to volumes to people that don't understand. First of all, how blessed we are locally to have an indie like mm-hmm. MCW. We are really, yeah. really lucky in that way to be able to see their shows all the time. They do an unbelievable job, but. This is – it's your your path to the WWE. You think the best way to go is MCW. I don't know that there can be higher praise involved for anyone than that. Yeah, well, I feel like it's it's kind of like with the coaching, it's – they make you want – well, they make me want to be the best I can be. And I'm pushing myself 
till I can't till I'm literally like almost throwing up. Like I push, I want to impress them because I'm, I respect them and they are so good. So like that is a big factor when you respect your coaches and you, and when they explain things to you, it makes sense to you. And the way they work in the ring is awesome. That's, that's what I love. I want to, I, I want to impress them because I respect them so much. If oh. that makes sense. And then, and the way the drills are done, like I, they're so well done and so good. And I'm, I get completely blown up and it's, that's what I need. You know, if I want to go back to where I want to go, I need to be, I, I have to be my best. What was their reaction when, when you came up to them and said, yeah, I've been in WWE for 10 years. I've been on TV <laughs> right. and I want to drive five hours to come out here and train with you. Uh, they were p- very pleased. And, uh, <laughs> And I told them, no, but I also told them, I was like, this is exact. well, I feel like they, they've done their homework on how the training should be because everything, like, like I said, like is everything we did at the PC. So it was very, very similar. So I feel like they, they like were, were excited to have me there. And I feel like the students at first were a little starstruck, but now they're very, very comfortable with me now. That's really cool. So, yeah, right? Yeah, That's really, it's really, cool. really cool. And just showing them my work ethic, I feel like drives them to work harder because, like, we don't play games in WWE. Like, we we are extremely hard workers to the point of it's, like, crazy. So, so them being in their 20s, they can see what it takes to become a WWE superstar and how our work ethic is. You know, as you go on this road trying to get back to WWE, is, is MCW going to be the, the primary place you work, or are you planning on looking out? You know, we, we're seeing it at other indies. We're, you know, the Ring of Honor just had the Women of Honor tournament. We're seeing women mm-hmm. really pushed in the other indies. Are you looking at uh, some of these other places as well? Um, I haven't really, for me, um, I plan on training for another, probably another year, because I don't see how I can do these drives. <laughs> for the next two years, you know, um, I would love to move to Baltimore, but at the same time, like I have uh, my daughter and I have right. Bobby's families here and Bobby, so like it's very hard for me to just move to Baltimore. So I'm gonna give it an uh, another year. I want to, but I do want to do all their. Sh- I love their shows, like their the crowd, the energy, the way the show's done and put together, the matches. Like that's what I want to be a part of. Uh, I will venture to other promotions, but not until I feel co- comfortable enough. Like I need, I need, I want to just right now strictly work with MCW, and then maybe in the after summer, then start venturing to uh, other promotions. But still, always be a part of MCW. I always want to be a part of them for sure. I just want to make sure I say on behalf of all of Baltimore that we'd love to have you move yes. to Baltimore. I just want to make sure that that didn't go by without me saying that. Uh, on behalf, and I don't always speak on behalf of an entire city, oh, but I want to make this very you. clear. We'd love to have the whole family here in Baltimore. We'd love to have you. She is, of I course. I actually love the people of Baltimore, except for I'm a Steelers fan. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, you're coming from Pittsburgh. Yeah, that might be tough. There is that, yeah. isn't there? And my family's close to, like, the Steelers, like, coach and stuff, so. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Awkward. Right. Awkward. You know what? I bet you look good in purple, don't you? We could look. Well, hold on. We'll, we'll just we'll just we'll just, we'll just portray the heel here. That you know what? That's a great idea. You would be a wonderful heel as the Steelers fan in Baltimore. That start tripping like do do the Tomlin trip as one of your uh, signature moves. You know, people people listen. 
people make like get mad at him for doing that, but that's locker room mentality. I'm like, us wrestlers, <laughs> we each other all the time. If somebody has a bruise, right? The bruise, like. It is locker room stuff. It's not a big deal. <laughs> How, like, come on. That's Everyone awesome. Everyone needs to relax. <laughs> she is uh, Rosa Mendez, and she will again be – she's going to be here at least – so let's start with next Saturday. She will be here mm-hmm. uh, in, in Carroll County. Make sure that you are there for that event. And I hear – because I thought it was just going to be you and Gia for that event. But I hear there's yeah. been a little bit of a change. Yes. It's going to be a mixed tag. Hopefully, I think it's a mixed tag um, because I didn't know that Adam Rose was going to be there. Yeah. And he was my partner so uh, in WWE. So I valeted for him, and I thought me and, him and I could make a really good team and kick some butt together because this Gia character, she's – okay, she's a very hungry student, and she's very – motivated but at the same time she kept asking me why i'm coming back and in a sense where she kind of wishes that i stayed retired so i find it a little disrespectful and that's why i actually asked the coaches if i could wrestle her hell yeah put her in her place a little bit hell yeah going off on social media and i'm like listen girlfriend like, I know you're trying to make a name for yourself. That's really rad and everything. But also, we paved the way for you guys. So I'm going to show her a little bit of a lesson in the ring. <laughs> so so the young guns have to show some respect here. Yeah, right? Like, do they, doesn't she know who you are? She's talking to Rosa Mendez right now. Know, show right? some respect, for God's exactly. sake. Well, I'm looking forward well, to I, it. Yes. Like, I'm really, really excited to actually wrestle her because she's, Actually, pretty talented too. So I will give her that. That's but, cool. But she, she needs to have some more respect for me because I've been around for a very long time. So. Again, uh, Spring Fever next Saturday night, North Carroll High School in Hampstead. Go to mcwprowrestling.com to get your tickets, and then you're going to be back for the Shamrock Cup, Shamrock Cup as well, too. And uh, Summer Rae is yes. also going to be there, I hear. Ooh. Yes, I know. I really wanted to wrestle her, but uh that'll be in the future i think okay um she's just doing a signing so okay all right hopefully that'll happen at some point but the shamrock cup as well which is really one of the best events all year and on any on any indie level you know, you know who else is also going to be there uh former jobbing out guest brian pillman jr oh that's cool that's cool very awesome. cool so that's july 13th that. and 14th at the mcw arena in joppa again mcwprowrestling.com yeah, uh, Rosa, what what else have you been up to? Because okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna admit something that's not uh, easy for me to admit. I was <laughs> absolutely an every week viewer of Total Divas. I want to make that very clear. Oh, I felt, and it has nothing to do with my wife. It was just my choice to watch because I'm a I'm a bit of a loser. Um, but the, no, no, the point is, a lot of guys watch the show. Just so you know, we're a very a lot of the women look very like are very pleasing to the eye. So that's there is that you're not wrong about that. I'll make that very yeah. clear. And the producers are smart to play that angle up. Um, <laughs> I, I I can't even really play that card either. It's that I love. It felt like I was getting little back like behind the scenes looks. Like I was I was almost finding out a few months later about things that were going on in storyline and learning a little bit more about them based on what was going yeah. on in your lives. And I really really enjoyed that. Um, and, and you obviously very publicly, like you went through your pregnancy on TV, right? Like, mm-hmm. I don't think a lot of people would choose to do that, but I think that since then people got so involved, like they felt like they were a part of your life and then, and then you're not there anymore. And so get everybody caught up. What have you been up to besides obviously all the wrestling training that you've been doing? 
Um, I've been working on my lifestyle brand, which is uh, Totally Fit Mama. It's tfmama.com. So it's meal plans for women who are pregnant, who are trying to come back from pregnancy. They have their baby. They're trying to lose their weight. And women that just want to live a healthier lifestyle and men now. Uh, we also have an at-home workout app, which um, John Cena's strength, strength coach, uh, Rob McIntyre, designed an at-home workout um, for women and, uh, and men. And it's an app, so they can work out at home. And so we have that going on. And we just launched our uh, it's 30 recipes in an ebook. So we just launched that two days ago. Awesome. So I'm really excited about that. Um, so being a mom, doing that, and wrestling, <laughs> my plate's really, really full. Yeah, right? That's not, <laughs> how, how do you do I it? it? Yeah, seriously. No, seriously, how do you do it? <laughs> you know what? People keep, and, and you should see my house. It's clean. Like I clean, I cook, I do everything. It's, I. I really feel, though, that WWE superstars are type A. And I even had a conversation with Brie about this because uh, after she had her baby, I know that we we want to be the best at everything. We want to be the best moms, the best wives, the best everything. So I was like, I know that I know how you feel right now because you're trying to be the best mom, but your baby's not always going to be comfortable and happy. So don't be sad if you're baby's crying you know and you can't make it better and that's what the thing is is that we want our babies to be happy all the time so we us moms WWE superstar moms or ex WWE superstars moms like we put that pressure on ourselves so I feel like that's that's just the way our genetic like like the way we're put together is just that way we just do it all you know meanwhile i'm uh, we've got uh, my wife and i have two small kids and our only goal is don't let them die that's that's all (laughs) we're just don't let them die like if the house is a mess we'll live just keep them alive somehow some way is our singular goal i come home i need to do that for a day and give myself a break (laughs) there's there's toy trains all over the place like there's somehow one got stuck in my hair i'm like you know what i'm not even mad i'm not even mad i'm not even mad Bobby, Bobby slipped on uh, one car and then slipped on a toy train. He oh. goes, oh, and then said, that, like, said the F word. <laughs> stepped forward and stepped on another one. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, the, Jordan and I were laughing. The other oh, night, my three-year-old got a toy train stuck in my hair. I don't even know how he did it. How did that like, I don't even know how it's possible. But, like, legitimately, <laughs> I go to yank it out. I'm like, holy hell, that's actually stuck. And I'm kind of freaking out for a second. Like, this is a real problem. And then I remembered, but nobody's concussed right now. No one so has it. And the, as, as I'm sure you did, like, with two boys now, I am always nervous that one of them is concussed. Like, I'm just nervous because <laughs> they're already starting to wrestle with each other, even though one of them isn't even a year old yet. And so I'm just oh, yeah. constantly Jordan's nervous. already wrestling, too. Oh, so. oh. <laughs> this is a great question, then. Are you going to encourage Jordan to get involved in wrestling? Like, I mean, obviously. Well, go ahead. I, I, whatever she wants to do, I'm gonna, I'm gonna let her do what she wants to do. I love my life in WWE, and I, she's obviously gonna be surrounded by it. Bobby is actually opening, uh, having his, uh, starting his own promotion as well. Her dad, so like, she's gonna be around wrestling a lot so if she wants to then we are totally gung-ho for it and if she wants to be a ballerina she can so i'm put i put her in gymnastics so she's gonna have an athletic background to do kind of whatever she wants to do but for sure i would love for her to be a wrestler and a champion one day like that would be amazing 
Was there ever anything, you know, I, I joked about you being pregnant on TV, but was there ever anything mm-hmm. that you're like, I kind of wish maybe we hadn't had the cameras rolling for this one? Did you ever experience any feeling like, I know I've been really public, but maybe I didn't necessarily want this part to be so public? I think I was way too open about me, like, being single and wanting mm. to find somebody. Mm. And I just, like, it was too much. Like, I... I came across as when I watched back, like, a little bit, I don't know, like, I want this. I want a guy to text me all the time. I want this, that, like, like a, just a bratty, <laughs> like, naggy woman, you know? And I've changed so much since then. And I look back and I'm like, ooh. But in a sense, I'm like, I'm kind of happy that was all filmed. So I know, so I changed that because that was not like, I always tell people, please don't watch season three. <laughs> <laughs> Any <laughs> other season. Now, wait a second. And in fairness, it, it worked, right? Like, you succeeded. Oh well, I did. I, I, got my, I got my dream man, so that's, that's good. I mean, it can't be uh, like, see, you know, you put it all out there. He knew what he was getting into, obviously. He did. <laughs> <laughs> he did, but, yeah, so it's been crazy because, like, him and I have, uh, he's working on his, his wrestling promotion and his all his stuff is in California and I'm in Pittsburgh so it's been really hard for us to maintain our businesses and maintain a relationship and me being a lot like mom taking care of her so we've kind of like figured out like trying to we've sort of gone on a little bit of a break so we can focus okay. on our businesses but we uh, are kind of reconnecting again that's so awesome that's awesome yeah yeah are you going to be involved with, are you going to be involved with his promotion at all um, well, because we kind of had our little break, I think mixing business with pleasure. Fair. Is like a, Fair. Is, yeah. So we're yeah. going to keep everything separate right now just because we're so busy. But I wouldn't say no. But at this time right now, I think we just need to take it super slow and see what happens. Call it the separation of church and state, if you will. Like just, you <laughs> yeah. know, this hand will be over here. This hand will be over here. We're good. We're good. There's like, a lot going on. Yeah, I get it. I totally get it. <laughs> All right, Rosa Mendez, she will be here next Saturday night for MCW Spring Fever Tour at North Carroll High School. You've got to be there for that. It's going to be an awesome night. And she's, she's working with Adam Rose. Like, how much fun is that going to yeah, be? Like, my God. I'm so excited. What a cool match that'll be. And the uh, Shane Shamrock Cup as well. And then, uh, Rosa, again, get your plugs in one more time for everything that you're doing with your lifestyle brand as well. Okay, so uh, my website is called www tfmama.com. It's a lifestyle brand. It helps you lose weight, uh, meal plans, uh, recipe book, an at-home workout app. I have my match May 19th, Adam Rose versus Gia and Joe Keys. I'm going to knock some respect in her. So I'm excited <laughs> for that. And yeah, and that's it. All right, we're leaving you with this. You get the call from WWE. You get one match, WrestleMania. You pick your opponent. Who is it? Charlotte Flair. Wow. Oh, okay. Pretty, yeah. Okay. <laughs> you know what? That's a pretty good call. That's a pretty good <laughs> call. All right. Sometimes when you ask a question like that, you should know what's coming. Sometimes you should just know. All right. It's at La Rosa Mendez on Twitter. Give her a follow there. Rosa, this was so much fun. We really appreciate you taking Thank the time so for us. Can't wait to see you next Saturday night. Okay. Bye, guys. Take care. Thank you so much. Great stuff. Appreciate Rosa Mendez checking in. Uh, that ended up coming in and happening, and we appreciate that. We didn't know. Sorry we didn't tease that more at the top of the show. We just, we just didn't know. We weren't, we weren't positive, but she was great. She oh was my great. God, and, uh, she was awesome. I mean, just the fact that she is 
you know, she doesn't have to ride the bus. Like, she doesn't have to act like a 19-year-old kid who's, you know, wrestling their first thing. I mean, that's why, I like, I, it seemed to me like it's it's got to be tough for her to have been in that business, to have done the things that she had done, and then watch that, everything. That, that's, especially that last time. Because you know that, you know, she, you heard she, she kind of wanted to wrestle a little more at the end of it. Yep. And that's when, you know, especially in NXT, that's when it started to happen. I'm sure that... Um, you know, we, we kind of moved away from it. I would have definitely asked her if she wanted to move down to NXT at all to try to do stuff. Oh, with, when she was still there. Yeah, yeah when that's she was, interesting, right? Um, but, uh, I mean, just the fact that she's willing to do that, to do a 10 hour, like, she said it was a five and a half hour drive. That's each way. Correct. That's each Correct. way. Like, she's, we're talking about a 10 hour round trip drive every time she wants to train. Correct. And she's legitimately doing it. Yes. Like, legitimately working her ass off. Yes. And for women in particular, like, they can show up to these indie shows, sign autographs, and that's it. Forever. Just Forever. be good looking. Yes. And there are plenty. Terry Runnels is 50-some years old and still looks amazing. And actually, maybe she's not quite that old. But she's she's getting up there. But she still looks amazing. And she shows up to these events. And she's still Terry Runnels. And there's still plenty of dudes this that is, are willing to the, show up and just. Right. The point is, yeah, this, is this is not something she has to do. She has a living mate. I mean, hey, she was 10 years in WWE. I'm sure she, you know, she's set there. But she can do all this other stuff without stepping back in the ring at all. And she's doing that. And that's incredible. That's, that's nothing short of incredible. Oh, it's remarkable. It's, it's just awesome. It yeah. really is awesome. It's funny. I was, uh, I was using the Shamrock Cup, and I, I knew that Pillman had been there, and I had saw Summer Rae was advertised. I pull up the poster, and it is just a who's who of jobbing out. Oh, yes, really? On the poster right now. So not even including Brian Pillman Jr., who's not on the poster, but, right. but I, I saw was part of it. So we have front and center there. WWE Hall of Famer Mark Henry. Oh, I love Mark Henry. He was a recent guest of Jobbing yes. Out. Over his left shoulder, in order, we have Daniel Monet, Summer Rae. Okay. She was a guest of Jobbing Out. Yes. Milena Rucka, formerly known as Rosa Mendez. That's Jobbing Out. WCW Pro Wrestling Champion, The Bruiser. Uh, d- MCW. D- you yes. said WCW. Oh, did I say WCW? I don't believe he was ever WCW champion. I, he he might have been. I don't think so, but, but accomplished but, a great deal of things here. And yes, another. Speaking of WCW champion, the yes. NWA World Heavyweight Champion, Nick Aldis. Oh, Magnus. Yes, Magnus a former guest. Go yes, over so Mark Henry's out. right shoulder. Yeah. So add Brian Pillman to that, and it's a yeah, who's who's the who's jobbing who's out jobbing guest out, there. Yes. Well, that's awesome, um, and really enjoyed that with Rosa Mendez. It's just very cool. Very cool that, that she's back here and that she's taking it very seriously, and uh, that's a big deal for MCW. It's a big deal for MCW, but, it, you know, I don't know. I, th- I think it's a statement. I think this has more to do. While, it's, while it is a big deal and it's, it's a – it's, a, it's, it's a coup for MCW. I think on the flip side, it's also just truly a statement about what they already were. Well, it's 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 a public statement that says, okay, yeah, you know, we, we got Patrick there. We got Leo there. But you know what? We are so respected that respected people in the business, that people who don't need this are coming out of their way to train with us. No question. Like no that, question. To, to publicly put that out there while, you know, we, we all knew it. Now everyone's going to know it. Awesome. Just simply awesome. All right. Um, I tell you what we're going to do. I know I teased a little bit earlier that I thought maybe Kimberly might be joining us. I think we're going to try to bump that back to next week is what we're going to try to do because we ended up getting Rosa Mendez. And this is what happens when you, you start recording a show and you just don't exactly know how it's going to play out. But uh, the conversation with Rosa was great, and so I appreciate her doing that. Um, Aaron, let's get some plugs in. Uh, you're on Twitter. At the AOster. The show's on Twitter. At Jobbing Out Show. Email. Jobbing Out Show at gmail.com. Uh, how about what's coming up at the Baltimore Sun and Rolling Stone? Uh, nothing specifically right now. I have a couple of things that, uh, probably something Ring of Honor as we uh, keep approaching mm, Best right. in the World in June. Probably be doing a little bit with them, so keep your eye out for that. Very cool. 
I'm at Glenn Clark Radio. GlennClarkRadio.com is the website. Thanks again to uh, Rosa Mendez. Of course, AJ Francis was with us for the first couple of segments. For uh, Aaron and for AJ, I guess I, I wanted to do here. Do you want to do them? And for Aaron Oster and for the main event. No, I don't. Okay, no. I, I can't do it. Very good. Way. AJ Francis, I'm Glenn Clark. This is Ben jobbing out. Jobbing